You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my dapper co-host, although he's not as dapper today. Looking pretty lumberjacky today, actually, with my buffalo check. But that's this is this is real wool. I'm trying to stay warm in my house. It's a little chilly out today. We have like a storm going out up there. Um, but Mike, you know what I'm excited about? We Sorry. just had another roster review come in. Roster review season. That's what it is. It's the off season. We're getting into it. What yeah. are we going to do with our teams? We're going to get to rookie drafts. We'll be mocking it up soon. The off season is just probably my favorite time of the year. Yeah, mine too. And you know, it's just. I love scouting. I love filling out the roster or the scouting reports. I kind of like doing that. Um, I just love watching these prospects. I love mocking all that stuff. I love team building. You can ask me starts and sits, but I struggle with that on my own sometimes. But I do like constructing rosters. I love doing this. And, you know, part of it, too, is you have to choose who to get off your roster because you don't want a player to die on your roster. Some guys you're okay with, right? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey might be the exception. CMC might be another exception, but there's some guys that we don't want to be the exception. We think the value is going down. So we're going to talk about these guys. Nate, you're talking about staying warm. Before we get started real quick, what is your thermostat set at? I know you're frugal. It's like, uh, well, it's partly because I'm frugal, but it's partly because all my vents are in the ceiling. So all the heat goes right into the second floor. It doesn't heat the first floor at all. So it's up to 63 right now. And we just have a bunch of heaters all around. I am at 66, and I have a post-it note by my thermostat that says, do not touch. <laughs> it was like, I came home one one uh, night from work last year, and it was like a sauna in my house, and my wife and daughter thought it was hilarious. Wow. I was at 76, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> UGI enjoyed it, but you enjoy these players. UGI is our natural gas company. But you will enjoy these players that we are going to tell you to sell high on. Nate, let's kick it off with you. You're starting with wide receiver. This is a guy that I was buying. I think it was either last week or the week before, so we're kind of disagreeing. Guess I'm selling them to you. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, I think we disagreed a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Calvin Ridley. All right, wide receiver 18 this year, Mike. So he put up some decent numbers. He did. Um, Probably one of the worst wide receiver 18 seasons I've seen. Um, he got eight touchdowns over a thousand yards, but it, it it was a struggle to get there sometimes, wasn't it? Look, he's going to be 30 by the time we start next season. He is a pending free agent, and the Jags actually have motivation to not re-sign Calvin Ridley. Uh, in the deal that they made for Calvin Ridley, they sent a second round pick over to the Falcons. They also included a fourth round pick. Um, and if they re-sign Calvin Ridley, that fourth round pick becomes a second round pick. I don't think the Jags value Calvin Ridley that much to spend the money on him and give up a second round pick, especially when they were using him as a decoy for half the season when Zay Jones was out. So I don't think Calvin Ridley is going to be back with the Jaguars next year. So we have a 29 and a half year old free agent wide receiver who really has never been that great. Um, You know, he's put up some great numbers, but you look at his yards per route run. He's only been over two once in his career. Um, He was just a, I don't want to say he was just, I'm sorry. That's a little um, absolute there, but He definitely benefited from a very heavy passing offense in Atlanta um, when Julio Jones and Matt Ryan were both there. I'm not saying he's not talented. Calvin Ridley, obviously very talented coming out of Alabama first round pick. But Calvin Ridley now is not the Calvin Ridley of old. 
And his 1.57 yards per route run this year was 53rd in the NFL, right next to Mac Hollins and Christian Watson. Get Mac, a little bit Hollins. Of that. Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins. That makes the Eagles fan in me shudder. <laughs> so, look, he wasn't that productive. Um, seven drops in the season, which was fifth in the NFL, Mike. Fifth in the NFL. So Calvin Ridley's out there not being that that efficient. He's dropping the ball, um, and he's getting old. So I'm selling him for an early second. Can I get a mid-second with a throw-in piece that I like? Um, like, hey, we, we talked about Zamir White a couple podcasts ago. It was a nice little throw-in piece. Can I get a mid-second in Zamir White for Calvin Ridley? I would do something like that. Look, I said he's wide receiver 18 this year, but I expect him to be on a new team, probably a wide receiver two somewhere. Wide receiver 30-ish finish is what I have in mind for him going into next year. And right now, I can sell a little bit high on him because he, look, he did finish as wide receiver 18. So when people are looking at that, they're like, hey, I want this guy on my team, but there's a lot of unknowns with him. I'm willing to move on. I will say this. If you don't like the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, your offensive coordinator there is Press Taylor. Press Taylor is the reason Doug Peterson was fired in <laughs> Philadelphia because Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman hated him. He is loyal. Mike Caldwell, their defensive coordinator, was the fall guy there. Mike Caldwell, come to Philadelphia. We need a so defensive coordinator. Do the Jaguars need a new offensive coordinator? That's what you're telling me? No, because, like I said, Doug Peterson will never fire Press Taylor. He loves that guy. Press Taylor, Zach Taylor's brother, by the way, in case you're wondering. Oh. The less talented of the Taylor brothers, in case anyone. Not, not quite the Harbaugh brothers yet. Not quite. So, all right, let's go to – I. I do agree if you you know if you want to move off of him for those reasons. I understand your logic there. I'm still in a little bit on Calvin Ridley. This might sound crazy, but look, we're selling high. I am not high, but I'm selling high on Tyreek Hill. Woo. Why? Let me tell you, if you're going to sell high, you might as well sell an elite player, right? He is one of the most elite players in the NFL. He's expressed his desire to retire after the 2025 season. If that's the case, you need to sell now, or he might just die on your roster. We don't want that. He's still productive, so you can maximize on the value. That's why. Maybe he just helped you win a championship. You want to retool your roster a little bit. Look, you win a championship. I don't think it's a smart thing to do to just try to run it back. See where you have any deficiencies. How can you get better? How can you get more draft capital and keep just replenishing your roster? I'm not a big run it back guy. I've gotten in trouble there. I've learned my mistake. <laughs> Do the same. You could definitely Don't get more stagnant. That's the big thing. Exactly. I think you could definitely get multiple firsts for Tyreek Hill. Do you think you could get Amon Ra St. Brown straight up? You know, I think you might be able to. I mean, obviously, you'd be tough. But everyone's going to be like Amon Ra St. Brown's younger, obviously. So you're going to have to right. add something on top of it. But I think it gets you really close. Now, yeah. unfortunately, you're probably an easier trade to make five, six weeks ago when you're in the season and people are looking at fantasy points. Once you get to the off season, people, you know, not, not wrongly, but we, we value youth over fantasy points in the off season. We do. So my, my, you're going to have to add something on top right now, probably. Okay. All right. Just a thought I had. And I, I think next year he's still going to be a top end wide receiver. one. It, it's definitely getting the conversation started though. To he get could, he could again push to be the wide receiver one with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase up there. Tyreek Hill yeah. is that good. Jalen Waddle, no Jalen Waddle. It does not matter. Um, Nate, I'm actually kind of surprised by your next sell high. You know, it's not that I'm looking to sell Trey McBride everywhere, okay. but currently tight end three on keep trade cut. You know, he's being looked at as, you know, oh, you can't get Sam Laporta. You got Trey McBride. 
I like Trey McBride, but not that much, Mike. Look, okay. great numbers this year. And if you had him, you're lucky to have him. You know, I'm not saying go out and sell him for whatever you can get. But if we can take advantage of value, you know, I'm a guy who loves taking advantage of value, getting what we can out of that. So right Nate, now, like I said, yeah. Question for you. Are right. you, is this your way of saying you don't think Trey McBride's value will ever be as high as it is right now? I think that is what I'm trying so to say. That's what you're getting at. Right. right. Okay. Just want to make sure. So, all right. You don't, you're not saying that. Trey McBride's ever going to be the tight end one? Or anything I like think tight. I think Trey McBride's going to be a tight end, top twelve tight end for years to come. Okay. Like, like I said, if you have not him on your roster, you're, you're lucky. One. Probably not the tight end one though. It, it's hard to get there. He's no Sam. It, it is. It is. <laughs> Look, there's been smoke going back to last off season and all through this this season that the Cardinals are going to add a wide receiver in the draft this year. Look, Marquise Brown, they like him, but he's a wide receiver too. They need a wide receiver one for Kyler Murray. And there's been rumors that it might be Marvin Harrison Jr. It might be you know somebody else. Who knows? But I definitely expect them to draft somebody either day one or day two to go in there and add to their wide receiver core. With that, Trey McBride was a volume-based tight end for a lot of this season, and that's where he got his great numbers. Um, his 5.3 yards after the catch per reception is 18th in the league. His 6.2 uh, average depth of target is 38th in the league, and he's right next to Tyler Higby in those categories. Um, so not the Trey McBride's bad. He had a great yards per route run. Um, he, he, like I said, very good. And Kyler Murray likes to throw to his tight end. We saw that with Zach Ertz when he was there. Kyler yeah. Murray peppers his tight end with targets. So it's not like next year Trey McBride's is going to start seeing three targets a game. I'm not predicting that. He's still going to be a top 12 tight end, like I said. But at tight end three, can we get Mark Andrews? I would prefer Mark Andrews. I know I'm a Ravens fan, but we've seen Mark Andrews be an elite top three tight end for years now. And he's got a hopefully two-time winning MVP quarterback throwing the ball to him. So I'd like to see what we can do there. Can we get one of those top tight ends? Maybe we can get Ferguson plus a, an early second, a mid-second. I like that deal a lot. You're can you get a late first on Ferguson? Some people are down on Ferguson, even though he's had a pretty great year. Can I get like a mid first for Trey McBride in a tight end premium league? As much as I love Trey McBride, if I can get a mid first, hey, I can re-roll the dice with Brock Bowers if I really want a tight end. But if I have another tight end, that gives me the opportunity to get a top wide receiver, a top player in this, this first round. I Like I said, nothing against Trey McBride, but if I can get these pieces for him, it's a deal that's worth making just for the overall build of my team, for the value that I can get. If I can turn Trey McBride into a first and anything on top, I think that's a pretty good deal. Um, like a first and a second on top, a first and a player that you like of similar value on top. That's likely to help your team out a little bit better. You know, if Trey McBride's your only tight end and you're a competing team, keep him yeah. because he's good. He's a good tight end. Don't go out and just sell him just because I told you to. he's a guy you can sell high on right now. Nate, he finished as the tight end seven. And, you know, you're talking about making a move to Jake Ferguson, who is not as highly thought of, in my opinion, as a guy like Trey McBride. He's a tight end. Dalton Schultz. Another guy that I, I could see moving, a little bit older, but still extremely productive. He's your tight end 10. And look, just based on value, you could potentially move on from Trey McBride and pick up a guy like Dalton Kincaid. Because his value right now is a little bit lower than that of Trey McBride. So yeah. these are all moves right here I would love to make. And I hate when I look at tight end finishes. And of course, at number 12 is Taysom Hill. I am so ready for this guy to retire. Uh. You know, I thought he was going to be irrelevant when Sean Payton left. 
But Dennis Allen was like, oh, no, don't worry. We're, we're still going to make sure Taysom Hill's involved. Thanks. Thank you for Thanks, DA. making that nightmare a reality. So, um, But hang out with us, everybody. <laughs> we will be- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Be right back after a word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back in. And I'm doing something that I don't do very often, Nate. I'm moving on from a tight end. That's your tight end two on the season, everybody. Evan Ingram. Hey, if Nate's selling a piece of the Jags offense and saying, Mm -hmm. screw you to press Taylor, I guess I can too. He's pushing 30. I don't age shame. The oldest one on this podcast. It's not a death sentence. I want to get younger if I can and still remain productive. Jacksonville is going to be getting Christian Kirk back. Maybe they're going to get Calvin Ridley back too. I don't know. Why would you need him when you have Zay Jones? So that's going to funnel some targets away from Evan Ingram. And look, career season for him, again, tight end two. 114 catches, 963 yards, and four touchdowns. So hats off to you, Evan Ingram. Um, All he had to do to be productive was just not be a giant anymore. Who would have thought? I I feel like that's that's the case for a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Darren Waller's productive anyway and became a giant. Yeah, I know. So he's also at a different point in his career, too. He's a little bit older than I think uh, Evan Ingram is. I don't know his exact age, but I believe he's 31, 32. Like 32, I think. Yeah, and he's struggled with injuries for a while now, whereas Evan Ingram struggled with injuries when he was a giant. He's been healthier now. Um, I do think he's going to be a low tight end one, a low end tight end one this year, or possibly a high end tight end two. Could push to be another tight end one. Could push to be the tight end one. You never know who's tight end two. Um, What's that? He got tons of volume there with Jack. He did. He did. Um, so I think right now I could potentially get an early second late first for him if it's tight end premium. I'd also move on. I would move on from him and go to like a Michael Mayer, get plus assets there. Mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson again. If I could move, I don't know if people would bite on an Evan Ingram to Dalton Kincaid trade. I just feel like the age gap is to probably add something on top. I would think um, so too. But but you would probably do Evan Ingram in a second. For Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, I would consider that. Now, if I thought that I was just right on the cusp, I would have a hard time, harder time doing yeah. that. I would try to re-roll the dice on Evan Ingram then, if that was the case, and try to make that move if I wanted again in a year. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. But I'm moving on from Evan Ingram, and Nate, I believe you have one more for me. Wow, look at you go. Yeah. You know, with the news today that broke that uh, Coach Vrabel – was headed out of Tennessee. I'm selling on Will Levis. You know, I I kind of was in because, hey, Mike Rabel was there, and he's the guy that drafted him. But Rabel's out. And I don't know who the next coach is, and I don't think he's going to have a lot of commitment to a second-round quarterback. I hope it's Brian Johnson. (laughs) We know. You hope he goes somewhere, just Anywhere. anywhere. Look. Will Levis will be 25 at the next start of the season. He's not the quarterback of the, whatever head coach is going to be there next year. And it's not like Will Levis played that great this year, to be honest. Okay. He had eight touchdowns, but four of those eight touchdowns came in his first game against Atlanta Falcons. 
So in the other eight games he played, he only threw for four touchdowns. It's not great, Mike. Um, 58.4% completion percentage, not great as well. He threw the ball well down the field, but that was really all. You look at his stats, nothing really stands out except for that he could throw the ball down the field, uh, which that's great, especially in the Titans offense that they were running, which was run heavy and play action. But is he going to be able to transition to whatever the next offense is? I think he'll get a chance. I think he still is valuable. I think he'll probably be the starter next year. Um, I don't expect them to go and draft the quarterback in the first round, but I do expect them to probably add some competition, whether it's through a free agent or through a day two quarterback, another day two quarterback that maybe they're looking at. Um, but Will Levis, he's going to get the opportunity next year. But so in those nine games, 17 interceptable passes, which was 17th in the NFL. Mm. Uh, you don't want to be 17th in the NFL in a stat like that with only playing half the games. Um, so just not a lot really going in Will Levis's direction going into next season. Also, the offensive weapons there, Mike, do not get me excited. DeAndre Hopkins getting another year older. Traylon Burks has been invisible for most of his career at, at this point. Um, yeah. Derrick Henry is on his way out. The Titans offense is not something that we're excited about. And I'm not sure there's anyone out there to help develop Will Levis and raise him up next year. Now, if you want to buy into the Will Levis project and you believe that, hey, because uh, the same GM is there, that they're still going to stick around with him. Uh, I don't know if now is the time to go buy him. Uh, I don't think next year is going to be very pretty for him. If you want to invest into him for the third, fourth year, uh, maybe he's that Josh Allen kind of late breakout. Sure. You can take your time though. You probably get him cheaper um, later in the offseason or sometime in the next season. Because, hey, if he's the starter next year, I don't even have full confidence at this point that he's the full-time starter. He just didn't put enough on film for me at this point. Um, and I, I liked Will Levis coming out of college a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Not very confident, though. So let's see what I can do right now moving off of him, being the quarterback 18 on keep trade cut. He's currently valued uh, going cross position, similar to Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, who, you know, if, if Will Levis is my quarterback four or something like that, because most, most likely he wasn't hopefully one of your top two quarterbacks, and he might be your quarterback three. But if we can strengthen up another position for your contending team, I think it's worth doing something like that. A late first frimpy from someone who's a believer, but probably not more likely an early second um, for, for Will Levis, a mid-second with something on top. But I think the best trade here, if you have Will Levis, is going to another quarterback. That's a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, can we do Baker Mayfield plus? Can we do Kirk Cousins plus? I mean, Kirk Cousins in a late second for Will Levis would be like my dream scenario. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a starting job next year. And Kirk Cousins is a good fantasy quarterback. You can say what you want about him as an NFL quarterback, but he has consistently been a great fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I don't think it's right. going to really affect that. Um, he's getting a little bit older, but I still think we get like two more years out of Kirk. And hey, can we even get two years out of Will? I'm not sure. So a lot of question marks with Will Levis, a lot of question marks with the Titans offense. So I'm looking to sell high while we, he still has that upside potential unknown i'm personally not ready to give up just yet on will levis um but I understand, that. yeah yeah i do understand <laughs> your thought process there and i don't i don't fault it i don't hate it just want to remind you in his rookie season peyton manning led the nfl with 28 interceptions it was a different day different era god just throwing it can't out. imagine can't imagine but i'm going to tell you our last player of the podcast Guy that I'm moving on from, and it hurts me because I love this player, and that's Keenan Allen. He's on the wrong side of 30, hey, like me, and uh, I need to sell while I still can. He did miss four games this year, but dude, check this out. So you want to sell high, right? He missed four games and was wide receiver eight. 
108 catches, 1,243 yards, and seven touchdowns. And oh, by the way, that's with Justin Herbert not being at his best. I considered putting Justin Herbert on this list for a minute. And that's with a guy named Easton Stick coming in and playing for them. He is everything that Drake London wishes that he was. So not forget we have Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnston, LOL, waiting in the wings here. Mike Williams, I'm assuming, is going to be gone uh, next year. So there's a possibility that Keenan Allen, his role diminishes. Um, as unrelated note, I would love if the Chargers drafted a legitimate tight end. It would just be cool to see that offense be completed. But, of course, yeah. we still don't know who their head coach, their offensive coordinator is going to be. So right now, who's that, John Harbaugh? Yeah, maybe. Jim. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, yeah. So, Jim. Bill Belichick might go there. Apparently, <laughs> don't do don't do that. Don't Bill. Don't go to freaking Los Angeles and ruin Justin Herbert. I just feel like Bill and Los Angeles don't. Yeah, that that doesn't work. No, he belonged up in New England. Yeah. Also, go somewhere where you can afford a new hoodie, dude. Don't they pay you there? So he's valued right now around Jameson Williams, Calvin Ridley, Hollywood Brown. I still think you could push for a late first or multiple seconds. I, you know, he's still productive. I understand he's getting older, um, yeah. but, you know, you're selling high here. And I do think he's going to be a low-end wide receiver one at worst, high-end wide receiver two. So I hate He just selling. had a career best season, so. he's. I mean, like, I wish he was an eagle, honestly. Although we have some pretty good wide receivers. You do. You're so. okay. You know who the Chargers should hire? <laughs> Brian Johnson. How would you do that to them? Listen, I will help him pack and drive his sorry butt across the country. I won't the PTO yet because I got a new job. Nate, I do not have anything else for players I want to sell high on. Yeah, this this episode didn't get the explicit tag. The last missed second. You said butt. So way to go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time, that's Nate. I'm Mike. Thanks again. We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Mint Mobile. Have you ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so darn high? What are you paying all that money for? Speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, limited talk and text, mobile hotspots? Great news. Mint Mobile offers all of these features for as low as $15 a month. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, and they keep costs low because they sell direct to you online, cutting out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? Go to HTTPS, trymintmobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, also linked in the description, to get premium wireless for $15 a month. Guys, $15. How hard is it to switch your service? Big Wireless wants you to think that it's hard, but switching to Mint is super easy thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone doesn't have an eSIM, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. Big Wireless also wants you to think that they're the only option, but don't be duped. And now through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free Buy three, get three. If you purchase a three-month plan using our link, HTTPS, trimintmobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Again, link in the description. The offer is available on all plans, including Unlimited. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. 
and it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.